Right, okay, so I'm just recording this excerpt just to see how the mics, how the levels are coming okay, out. Okay, looking at the mics. Next time we'll be talking about marketing for film and how much it has All an right. impact on us watching them and whether it affects yes. our perception of that specific film. Okay, yeah, it makes me feel good when I watch films. It makes me feel <laughs> yeah, strange. Yeah, it makes me feel good too. Welcome to the Movieville.org podcast episode number 32. We actually have some flipping equipment now, so uh, hopefully people can hear me, because basically I don't think anyone listened to the last podcast, um, they just couldn't hear me. Actually, I think you're, I think I, I beg to differ, you think you'll find that 30 people listened to the last podcast. 30 people! 30 oh people. That is exponential growth. It's a pretty big, pretty big deal. That's. And also, it's the most popular podcast episode on, on the iTunes store. At the far Only end. on the Movieville channel, though. At at the far end of the long tail. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> the far, far end. So it wasn't the most um, popular one, but it was the most popular one from our um, episode range. Cool. <laughs> right, what are we talking about this week? Uh, okay, so today we're going to be talking about uh, marketing for film. Now, neither that of us sounds are... sounds like a fucking boring-ass course on some film degree. Really? <laughs> Marketing for film. <laughs> How to market your film in three easy steps. Okay, I mean, what? not like marketing for film, like, okay. okay, guys, today we're going to be talking about what titles we should use for film. No, we're going to be talking about um, more, so, more so like the kind of, um, I don't know, like the, the, the type of marketing that films are using and right. whether that has an impact on us watching a film or audiences watching yep. a film and whether it affects, I don't know, our perception of the film or, or, or whatever. Okay. So that's the kind of thing we'll be talking about today. Yep. So, uh, what made you think of this? What? what? Okay, so um, originally, th the idea of this topic came um, a couple of weeks ago when we were thinking of ideas for podcast episodes. And then yeah. um, I, uh, we saw uh, the trailer, well, I saw the trailer for 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is like a pseudo-sequel, or not even a sequel at all, to... Uh, Cloverfield. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Well, what do you mean it's not a sequel at all? It is. A, it is. It isn't. Well, well, not much information about the film is is kind of available yet, and this is why uh, the idea came to my mind. Is um, it was announced uh, about a month and a half ago, or even a month ago? Yeah. And uh, it's meant to be released next month in March. Now, in this day and age, it's kind of weird to see a film that um, that has so little marketing. And is released in such a short space of time. We will, we like, in, say, if we uh, so if I saw uh, an advert for, say, Batman vs Superman. They started advertising it, what, two years ago? Marketing two years ago? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we, we I don't even, I don't even believe that film's going to come out in the next two years. It's just been, just been watching trailer after trailer after trailer. Well, the, the the last trailer that you saw, if you've seen the last trailer, was the last trailer, was the final trailer, because it's out next month. Uh, was that the um Wonder Woman one? Yes. Cool. I've seen that. Which one? What do you mean? Which one? Wonder Woman. She's like a comic character. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Which one did you see? There's only one Wonder Woman. No, I know, but did you watch? Is it the one I showed you when I was here, or did it, was it the? Yeah. That one. Yeah, no, that's yeah, a yeah you one. showed me. That's something different. There's yeah, a new yeah, trailer, yeah. but Wonder Woman isn't it? And Batman and Bruce Wayne says. Yeah, she looks cool, and it's um, she looks like Wonder Woman. Yeah, and Bruce Wayne says um, uh. Uh, something like... Oh, he doesn't make that sound. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, and one woman says, I'm not like every other woman you've ever met. And then Bruce Wayne says... <laughs> <laughs> All right, come on. Right. <laughs> okay. So anyway, so yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane, we, uh, we know basically little to nothing about this film other than the trailer that we've seen or the footage that we've seen. Basically, um, it takes place in like an underground shelter and... Uh, this uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is in it, uh, and she uh, is in it, and so is John Goodman and um, another dude. I don't know his name. I don't know his name. Just, just talk while I'm searching. Fill this just time. Just talk. Well, uh, I saw Cloverfield. Yeah. In the cinema, what do you it think? looked good. Yeah. So I went to see it. I took my, um, I, I took my other half, and she 
was like, okay, let's watch this film. I said, yeah, it's about this thing. And they got these camcorders and the people are running around and there's like a thing. And she's like, yeah, all right. Um, but I forgot that she has motion sickness. So she literally had to sit there after the first 20 minutes or so with a coat over her head to stop looking at the screen because she was feeling sick in the cinema. And I heard that happened to a lot of people. So. Wow. Yeah. Didn't know that. Um, so, yeah, the other dude I'm talking Down about is John Gallagher Jr. Sound familiar? Um, is he in a band? No, no, close. He was in the newsroom. Remember the newsroom? He's not one of the Oasis guys. No. Probably a distant relative. Did no. you watch the newsroom? No. I want to see this film. What film? TV show. HBO TV show with Jeff Daniels. No, it's a film. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, 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 no. No? I, I keep hearing about these things from you. Newsroom. Do we need to include this as a link? Newsroom. Do we, do we, do we need to include this as a, as a, <laughs> as a link? Uh, newsroom. Yeah. If, if you want. Um, anyway, so yeah, John Gallagher Jr. is the other guy in the uh, Cloverfield trailer, but, um, this is the synopsis for uh, the film. Um, after surviving a car accident, a young woman wakes up in an underground cellar where most of the action takes place. She fears she has been abducted by a survivalist who tells us he saved her life and that a worldwide chemical attack has left Earth's surface uninhabitable. uninhabitable. Lies. Un- uncertain to w- what to believe, she decides she must escape, no matter what days and dangers she fa- may face outside. God, I've seen it. What are you reading this from? This is from... Wikipedia, but this is this is from Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Oh, okay, so it's lies. But um, it's described as a blood relative. It says of the 2008 film Cloverfield. Yeah. So it's set to be released next next month. Who's it? Is it? It's not J.J. Abrams. No. Produced by J.J. Abrams, but directed by Dan Trachtenberg. Ah, Trachtenberg. Who? Um, he did something yeah. called. He's a filmmaker and a video podcast host from the Philadelphia suburbs. Right, cool. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not going to be judgmental. That's uh, has he made anything before? Um, just stuff for like Revision Three. You know Revision Three? No, it's like a podcast network thingy. Oh, Internet right, okay. show yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. network. Um, yeah. okay. So, interesting exploration of this film that has no marketing. Yeah, and we're talking about it. This is then their marketing, weirdly, and but, but we're going to go and watch it. Obviously, the odd thing is that it, it they seem to be uh, beefing up the marketing because they had like a, a spot during the Super Bowl last week. Yeah. Um, as did a bunch of other films, which we'll be discussing as well. Um, yeah. So it had a, a spot during the Super Bowl, which is weird. So all of a sudden, they've decided to two months before its release, they've decided to um, find some marketing and do it. But it's an interesting. It's an interesting experiment, I think. To see um, how much traction it will get two months before a film. I'm sure it's not the first time this has happened. They did the same thing for Cloverfield. They didn't really release much information about Cloverfield until very close to the time. They had very cryptic uh, posters and, and trailers. and They didn't have much else until the film actually came out close to the time. So, Did, did you like it? Cloverfield? Yeah. I loved it. Oh, cool. Uh, there was a uh, original for its time, I guess, not... I mean, you know, we obviously we'd seen found footage films before, but we hadn't seen anything like that, at least to that kind of standard, you know. All right. So, uh, do you? Wh- what was your? So, what led you to this? This thought that you think this is a good thing that the film's not marketed well, or? I think, from the perspective of the audience, it doesn't make a huge difference. Um, I'm going to use Batman vs Superman as an ex- another example. Uh, um, if we were, for example, <coughs> to be shown the trailer two months prior to its release, yeah. I don't think it would have made much of a difference. If we were told that it was coming out next month, you know, we were able to kind of build some hype up towards it. But if we were, if we knew nothing about the film and uh, we f- saw the trailer two months before its release and we knew it was coming out two months before its release. I still think it probably would have had as big as a, of, a, of a following or as much as hype that it did over the last two years. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. So, uh, interesting. With the marketing, Batman is something that... When you watch a film, you have this thing. Temporary suspension of disbelief. 
and when you watch Batman, yeah, you can you can do that. And when you watch Superman, you do it at a different level because this guy is an alien and um, he can do crazy shit. Batman versus Superman. Um, it's such a difficult thing to market, I think, because I think anyone who spent any time on YouTube should have come across um, the he, she guys, how it should have ended, uh, which are some of my most favorite things on YouTube. And those endless conversations in the cafe between Batman and Superman, to a certain extent, they've killed Batman. <laughs> Batman's just that guy in the cafe that just sits, keeps... He's become some kind of strange, harmless sociopath that says, I'm Batman, um, <laughs> as his answer to everything. Trying to get past those kind of... It's uh, uh, <laughs> an interesting, growing interesting thought. Why, why do you think that um, they've killed Batman? I'm, I'm intrigued. What do you, why do you think that? It, have you watched these things? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen yeah, it. I'm, I'm so intrigued. I'm, I'm, I'm every, intrigued. Every conversation is Superman would be like, I would do this, and I would do this, and I would do this, and uh, what would you do? I'm Batman. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so I've built him a metal suit, and this metal suit somehow going to protect him from a guy whose skin is like metal. Uh, I, I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to watching it. But I'm very much expected Batman to just get completely mashed and not really be a thing. See, you know, it's interesting you said, did you watch the latest trailer? Uh, the one where they ends where they're standing facing each other. Or... It came out of, in the last week. Oh, no. I haven't seen okay, one in the last well, week. Okay, so um, I might as well tell you. Okay, so the last shot in this trailer. Trailer spoiler. Trailer spoiler. Spoiler alert. The last shot in this trailer, so uh, forgive us if uh, everyone's trying to, if you're trying to avoid the film and you're trying to avoid everything about this film, I'm forgive us. I'm sure they won't be listening to this. Right, yeah, this is true. I mean, probably, probably going to get 15 people listening to this one. Um, what? what? No, 31. Does that mean we had a good Star Wars audience? All right, cool. Yeah, go on. Anyway, so um, the last shot in this trailer is Superman goes to punch Batman. And Batman's holding his arm up to block his punch. And yeah. he blocks his punch. Yeah. And Superman's like, what the fuck just happened? Okay. So, have you read uh, Dark Knight Returns? Have I read Dark Knight Returns? Yeah. No. Uh, the, the film uh, is, 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 is very loosely based. I want to say loosely based, but there's elements from this graphic novel which appear in the in the trailer. Um, I, I mean, I've looked at some of the older comics, some of the War of the Superman comics, and things like that, where to be able to fight the Kryptonians, Superman's got everyone kitted out with Kryptonite, and Batman's got Kryptonite all over his suit and stuff like that. So I'm guessing that's the only his only way in. Right. That's that's yeah. my general assumption. I'm sure a lot of other people have assumed this is that the only way that Batman can beat Superman in any of the universe, not any universe, in this particular universe is by using kryptonite and it seems that in this particular trailer he's wearing a suit obviously uh, either his suit is 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 mega strong or it is laced with kryptonite or or he could um he could use starkiller base to suck up the sun yep because superman's powered by the sun yes yeah did you notice how starkiller base yeah didn't move when the gravitational field of the sun was being destroyed Science alert, everybody. Sorry. All right. Fair enough. No Star Wars. Okay. Superman. Yeah. Solar Super Power <laughs> Geek. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah. So uh, trailer's interesting. So uh, Batman is going to get the beat, the crap beat out of him, but and we know what's going to happen. So, uh, you know, Wonder why, Woman. Why even watch it? Why watch it? Why watch it? To see how it leads into Justice League. Damn, sold me. Because that's 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 the me. only purpose of this film. It's not going to be Batman versus Superman. Who gives a crap about that? There's going to be uh, maybe like half an hour total of of Batman and Superman bickering like little bitches, and then it's going to be Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman versus Doomsday. Who's Green Lantern? Ryan Reynolds. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, go away, Ryan Reynolds. Um. So yeah, it's pretty pretty evident as 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 to how this film is going to end or yep. whatever. It's going to end uh, leading into Justice League, and there's going to be some kind of post credit sequence, which is going to introduce 
um, maybe Cyborg or the Flash or, or somebody else, or there's going to be a discussion. But they just copy Marvel. Basically, yeah, there's going to be a discussion about Justice League and or some kind of league in general, like they spoke about in in Smallville. Um, Are you Marvel or a DC guy? DC. 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 Why? Um, I don't know. I've I've just kind of read a lot more DC than I have Marvel. Not that I don't like Marvel. I you know I'm a Spider-Man guy, but. Uh, I prefer DC over Marvel, just preference, really. Uh, but I don't hate Marvel. Does that make sense? Cool. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, I would agree with that perspective. Um, <coughs> so, okay, marketing. Yeah, marketing. Okay, so, um, so I'm not sure if you managed to catch the Super Bowl last week. Did you? Did you watch Super Bowl or did you no. um, see any of the TV spots that they released? No. So you didn't read ah, any of. Ah, hang on. I saw the Turkish Airlines trailer. Cool, right? Yeah. That Did you see was the, um, the one, uh, the both of them, do you see the one for Gotham City and Metro- Metropolis? No, I only seen the Metropolis one. Okay. And I was like, it's ah. cool because um, Lex Luthor's talking in that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that Zuckerberg? Yeah. Yeah, Facebook man. Interesting. Interesting choice. Yeah. 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 But he's, um, I suppose Lex Luthor, in essence, is basically. Um, I forgot his name. What's his name? Uh, shit. Andy. No, that's not him. Oh, you've got it. You said Zuckerberg. What's his name? Crap balls. Search for it. There's people shouting it right now. Huh? There's people shouting it right now. For God's sake, what's his name? What's his name? This is like the easiest name, name Jesse. In the world. Jesse Eisenberg, that's it. Um, this is so cool. I think we're going off topic again, but it's just fine. We're going to talk about this anyway, I think. Uh, yeah. Do you remember you remember Smallville, right? The Lex Luthor in, in Smallville, Michael Rosenberg. Yep. Thought he was an amazing Lex Luthor. If they had picked him to be Lex Luthor in this film, I would have I would have crapped my pants. Plus other things on the other side. Um I think this is the perfect example Lovely. of Lex Luthor because Lex Luthor in this film Yeah. Which is weird because if he's a he's a younger Lex Luthor, it seems, because he has his hair, right? And Oh, or does he? Interesting. Anyway. So um, he's more—he seems more of a spoiled child that's been given all this stuff, rather than uh, the Lex Luthor that we know from. I don't know if say Justice League, for example, the animated series. The animated series Justice League was animated series Lex Luthor even was an older, uh, much more mature, um, less funny. Uh, what's the word? Evil Lex Luthor. And he was a calculated Lex Luthor. Yeah. And not to say that this one isn't calculated, but he seems... The focus on this one seems to be very uh, a comedic rather than, you know, a calculated, uh, um, smarter Lex Luthor. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to how it develops. I mean, he's the guy... Correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong. He's the guy that eventually um, starts the school for mutants? No, that's Xavier. That's him. That's not him. Jesus, I'm confused. Take that yeah. That's the guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> cool. <coughs> um. Anyway. Yeah, your university course. Go on. My university course. Marketing for film. All oh, right. That is what I did for my last last. Did you? Project. My Marketing last, for film. My last project was. Um, ways of marketing how traditional ways of marketing for film have affected non-traditional ways of marketing for film well I'm glad you're still doing it (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) anyway so um, (laughs) yeah so uh, the Super Bowl media spots that we saw uh, last week um, were really pretty interesting it's, it just kind of goes to show what kind of stuff that they're trying to do it's weird um bruce what wayne the, what were the other spots sorry um so obviously there was the uh the turkish airlines one yeah and then they released another suicide squad spot right um what else did they release civil war another civil war spot they released another x-men apocalypse one they released um there were short spots but there were some of them were packed with full fully new uh footage but was there was there a new civil war one yeah, um, it was really cool when Ant Man's in this one. 
you see Ant Man in this in this right little spot. It's pretty cool. It's just basically Captain America's team versus yeah. Iron Man's team, and you see him kind of facing each other, and it's just like Civil War, Captain America, Civil War. Yeah, cool. Um, Hang on. What I really wanted to focus on this episode, I guess, was <clears throat> seeing as Deadpool came out a couple of days ago. Um, you may have seen there are. Uh, I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. That's fine. Right. Um, but I wanted to focus on like a lot of the the the, the little uh, what do you call them vignettes, I guess, uh, a little little sm- short uh, videos that they made uh, in. I don't know, in anticipation of Deadpool, I guess. I've seen, I've seen some of them, and I've seen some of the posters, which look fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was good. They were really cool, what they did. Um, uh, and I've seen Deadpool, and uh, I have to say, it didn't have an impact on... Having watched these little videos, it didn't have any impact on, on my perception of the film. Okay. Initially, it did, but I just wanted to kind of discuss, uh, in general, from your perspective anyway, how do you think something like that impacts a film, especially of Deadpool's magnitude, to to have uh, um, all of these little videos come out and uh, I don't want to say ruin their character, but do you think it's overkill to have all of these pieces of uh, footage or even these videos? G- granted, they were all original uh, videos uh, kind of relevant to whatever was going on at the time. Do you think it, it ruins the character or it, it ruins the perception of the film to, to other audiences? That's a good question. I think, okay, so we're getting getting serious now, talking about story structure and character evolution. All right, cool. So uh, I will ask you a question first, which is, did it ruin it for you? I mean, how did you feel? Um, I don't want to ask a leading question. So how did you feel about the character when he first appeared on screen after having already seen all these trailers and TV spots? Um, it was exciting, actually. Yeah. I suppose. Why? I, hmm? Why? Why was exciting? Um, I I guess because it's been ten years in the making, I suppose, and we've we've at least uh, fans of the series have kind of been waiting for this character to be given his own film, and when we saw him, seeing him on a big screen, I guess it's it's location really seeing him on a big screen, uh, uh being given his own film. And seeing the character himself acknowledge these things during the film kind of makes you realize how long it's been since we've kind of waited for this film. And seeing these little video clips, I don't know, it didn't make much impact to me. But I think the more the question more so is aimed at, I guess, um, casual moviegoers, people who aren't into the comic book series, you know, people who want to see the film because they think it looks hilarious. I, I'm wondering if... Okay if that kind of thing ruins the character for other people more than, say, characters, uh, us or, you know, fans? Yes, that's a difficult question because I'm not um, <clears throat> a major Deadpool person. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, it uh, massively enhances the film. I think what they've done is really clever, really different. And what they've done is taken a, a huge barrier, bar- a barrier to entry to every, for every film when you're watching it for the audience is character evolution being able to relate to this character trying to get the character to uh, behave and participate in activities that shows the traits of who they are and how they are and, mm. and so you can position them in your mind and put them into the context of the film by making the tv spots and the trailers and the things that they did you have a pretty good idea of what this character is like mm. before you go now i think it's a double-edged sword because i think you're going to find people that will watch that and say nah it looks stupid mm. Um, because there's none of the actual depth of the story or anything that this thing is about or how he became that way or anything. It's just that there's this guy and he's a bit of a fool or a buffoon or whatever and he happens to also have superpowers. So it's like if you took a step back, you're looking at someone who's dressed up in this weird outfit that's basically uh, a stand-up comedian with superpowers. And you think, well, would I like that personally? Yeah, it looks good to me. I'll yeah. watch that. Let's see if uh, I'd like to see if the story has more depth. If it goes somewhere, if it turns into an actual story, uh, if not, I know at least it's going to be entertaining. Yeah, I think what's remarkable was um, I agree. I mean, I, I'm I'm on that side. I'm I'm on the side that I think it does enhance the film and enhances the experience for, especially for those who don't, who don't know the character. It does put the character into context. Yeah, uh, it might be overkill for some people who perhaps maybe might think the character is stupid. Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think it does enhance the experience. And, and what it did for me anyway was prepared me for what was what was to come. 
um, which was was a, was a brilliant film. I think, even though um, you know there, there have been, uh, I, there was a. I heard to one of the colleagues I work with. He, he thought it was quote unquote written by a ten year old, which was totally fine. But essentially, <laughs> that's what Deadpool is. Deadpool is essentially. Uh, and then a ten-year-old, you know, a teenager's mind uh, stu- stuffed into a, a grown man's body, right? And that's what makes the character. And it was <laughs> a brilliant film. You've just described Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Just um, yeah, absolutely. I think um, these video clips, because they were all original or pieces, that you know, none of the, with the, with the exception of a few, I think um, the Super Bowl spot. Funnily enough, they actually had. Uh, footage from the movie itself. Um, m- most of these spots had original footage, which was shot specifically for whatever they're doing. So, for example, they had the Australia Day one. Um, they'd shot a piece of footage for Australia Day, uh, and it was Ryan Reynolds just just talking shit in a in a, an Australian hat. I'm not sure what they're called. Um, Australian hat. Australian hat. Yeah, the one with the corks and stuff. Is that their cultural hat? The stereotypical Australian hat. Yeah, yeah, the cultural hat. All right. <laughs> Have you been? I've, I've, yeah, okay. I've I haven't been to Australia, no. Yeah, no. okay, cool. You have, though, haven't you? I, I've been. Why I don't you tell us about that trip? I didn't see anyone wearing the fucking hat. Not even Crocodile Dundee. I did. What? No. <laughs> um, oh, boy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a good trip. Yeah. Brisbane was strange. I, I read this article from um, Gizmodo. 28, uh, 28 minutes. 20 minutes. We're good. Um... I read this article from Gizmodo. <coughs> That's a good film, Gizmodo. Gizmodo. And, um, it's a good film. And basically, uh, the, the title of the article was The Deadpool Movie Marketing is Out of Control. Yeah. Um, I think while to some extent, yeah, they were right, it's like we said, um, I think the only reason it was quote-unquote out of control is, is from the perspective of... Um, Maybe fans who didn't want the film ruined, yeah, uh, and that you know you do get some diehard fans that don't want to see anything about the film and they don't want to know anything about the film until they've actually seen the film itself. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it's uh, it it felt like um, the 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 videos felt like it was. Uh, um, we were waiting for this for for ten years, and I think what the studio did. Was gave us extra footage that, you know, we probably wouldn't have otherwise gotten, and these video clips are basically that they're 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 more cameos from the character that everybody loves, um, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, just uh, yeah, it was yeah. Who's everybody? Everybody. I'm really looking forward to this film. I really don't like Ryan Reynolds. You don't like Ryan Reynolds? No. Why? I mean, he's okay, and when he's not really, really trying, so I guess he really suits. His, okay, there's there's an interesting thing there, and it's uh, again, okay, let, let's get serious. It has marketing impact. Casting, casting is the most powerful <coughs> form of marketing that these guys do. Yeah, it's 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 almost a form of product placement. Yep. When you get someone in, and that person's playing a specific role, you, we already know what that person's like. We know what their personality's like. We know how they might be able to play it. We know how they've performed in other films. Um, so, for example, when Channing Tatum appeared in Hateful Eight, yeah. I thought, what? Yeah. Why is Magic Mike in a Tarantino yeah, yeah. film? Yeah. What's he going to do? Yeah. I was like, this is going to be some really dodgy scene. And he turned <laughs> out to be completely different to what I expected. Yeah. It was a very short um thing, mm. but has a has a, and has an effect from two directions. Mm. Uh, I have a I was surprised and delighted, surprised and delighted, which is a marketing goal for everyone. Um was that from Seth Godin, I think. Yeah. Surprised Seth delighted. Godin. And I, I also felt like I want to see this character more. I want to see him play other roles. I was just mm. saying he would have been great using that side of his personality to play the Green Lantern. Yeah, just a suggestion. Um, I think uh, just reading this article as well, it just kind of the marketing itself. I suppose it it might even be a play on Deadpool's character. The fact that the guy isn't so unsubtle is essentially what I'm reading from one of these comments. Uh, yeah. and one of the comments that uh, someone has left on this article says, 
Uh, and I quote, exactly, to be honest, I think the Deadpool marketing is doing a great job of reflecting the unsubtlety of Deadpool. The creative team truly understand their source material, and that's awesome. And I think so, yeah, okay, so, okay, so, so what I was saying is yeah. that the actors themselves are used to market this film. Yep. Yeah? Ryan Reynolds is a great choice mm-hmm. for Deadpool. Absolutely. He was not a great choice for Greenland. No. Um, I don't know how many times I need to say that, if that ever happens again. I don't know what we need to do. But we I think Ryan Reynolds himself work. knows how much. I really hope so. I hope so. He had a good look in the mirror and said, no. no. There's actually several references to it in Deadpool. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, now I really want to see it. Yeah. <laughs> he references that. He references Batman and Robin. Yeah. Like he says their names, Batman yeah. and Robin. Yeah. Um, he references uh, Hugh Jackman. What? Yeah, it's hilarious. He's confused. It's really weird. It's breaking... He says it. He says his, I think he said it perfectly in the film, right? He's yeah. he breaks the fourth wall. Yeah, yeah. Then within breaking the fourth wall, he breaks the fourth wall again. He said it's like the sixteen walls. <laughs> it's fucking amazing <laughs> what they did in this film is brilliant, and I don't think I've seen a film like that where they've poked fun at it as as much as they have in this film. But without turning it into a farce. Right. Yeah. He 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 references the Avengers. He references what? I think the Spider Man at one point. What? Um, he re- oh, there's this brilliant thing he says I don't want to ruin it too much but uh, obviously you know uh, a couple of X-Men are in the film right Colossus and yeah, yeah. Sonic yeah. Um, what's the phrase Teenage Warhead and um, and uh, he says this brilliant thing and he goes to the the Xavier School of Mutants is in the in the film <laughs> the actual school that we see the house and uh, it's wicked and so he, he goes to the front door knocks on the front door yeah. and uh, Negasonic opens the door and uh, he, he says he makes this really funny reference and he says it's funny how I only see two of you around and, and there's a whole school to yourselves it's, it's almost as like the studio didn't have the budget to have other <laughs> X-Men in the film and it's just like you can't do that you know to make these references in a film like this is brilliant and I haven't seen a film that makes as many references yeah but I mean was that enjoyable because yeah it, it absolutely was because it was all within context. Like the entire film is full of this gratuitous uh, um, fourth wall breaking, and uh, God, it's 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 a, a truly unique film, and it's 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 brilliant. Just yeah, I mean, God, it's a uh, breaking breaking the sixteenth wall. Yeah, man. Do, do we have a title? <laughs> yes, that's the title. <laughs> Deadpool breaking the sixteenth wall. Yeah. All right. Um, but yeah, it's, it was. Um, Really good film. Uh, even the wife was like, she wants to watch it again. And she knows... Uh, my wife. My wife. My wife wants to watch the film. And, uh, you know, she's... um, uh, She terrible. she knows... Who is that? Hmm? Oh, Bora. This is Bora. <laughs> this is Bora. And she knows um what she knows of, of comic book characters through me. So yeah. it's not a huge amount. But, you know, she knows she knows enough to to kind of understand the characters. Yeah. Um, and you know she she dug it. She she came out of that saying, "I want to watch that again." Yeah, but okay, right. So the I de- we don't have any females on this podcast yet, so difficult to comment on this subject. But hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, man. I mean, you know, uh, what did she have anything to say about that? The, the Reynolds, the yeah. fact that it was Ryan Reynolds, like how he do you seems mean? popular amongst the other half of the human race. Yeah, she made comments, but it wasn't comments more so uh, about Ryan Reynolds. It was comments about the character itself and how Ryan Reynolds fit the character perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was, I mean, he was pretty strapping in that film. Yeah, I mean, it's like when I saw the um, um, Batman versus Superman trailer. Yeah. I really thought Wonder Woman's character yeah. was came through. Right, exactly. And yeah. I think that... <laughs> I can't tell if you're being serious. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Not at all. Um... I think um, no, it did. It did though. Good character, strong character. Oh god, there's another podcast idea right there. <laughs> what? What? That's our next podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I would love the casting choice on that. By the way, yeah, yeah. She w- looks Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Casting choice for Wonder Woman is is brilliant. I mean, when I when I originally <laughs> when I originally thought. So found out it was uh, the woman from uh, Fast and Furious. I was like, well, but she's, you know, skinny. No, she's not she's cool. at all what Wonder Woman, I guess. Right, so your first thought was physical, yeah? Phys- oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> no, I mean, no, 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 not in a, you know, because in uh, <coughs> Fast and Furious, she's so, 
I guess she's kind of compared. Uh, she was standing next to freaking Vin Diesel and, and The Rock, so I guess it's you know freaking Vin Diesel. Yeah, I mean they they're both big sons of bitches, so freaking um, she looks a lot more smaller than she actually is. But uh, Wonder Woman actually isn't huge, but she's an Amazonian. What's her name? So let's give her some credit. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah, so Gal uh, Gal is in look at that Gal, and then Gadot is G A D O T. I'm not if it's Gadot. Um, looks like Gadot, like Bardo. Gardo. Bardo? Gaddo? Bridget Gal- Bardo? Gal-Gado. Bridget Bardot. Bridget Bardot? Yeah. When I saw this, uh, when I found out it was her, you know, you, you, because Wonder Woman is an Amazonian, right? And when when I found out it was her. <laughs> yeah, go. When um, when someone thinks of, when somebody even uses the word Amazonian, you think, yep. you know, she's, this woman's huge and t- towering and, 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 you know, uh, buff or whatever. And, um, buff, who uses that word anymore? Buff. Like my dad uses that word. Don't it? You That's don't think like she's buff? She's, she's buff, buff, yeah. She's, she's buff. Gonna be like buff really buff. Buffing. Buff. Buffing. She, your dad uses the word buffing. No, it's buff. <laughs> 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 and who does he say is buff? No one in particular, but that's the kind of language he would use. Brilliant. You know? <laughs> cool. Um, anyway, so, um, yeah, we can talk about this at length another time, but just to kind of touch on it is, um, that's what she said, is, um, <laughs> is <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, she doesn't represent what the character, uh, uh, I guess, is supposed to embody, but that isn't important in this film. And I think her character, at least what we've seen of it, is is a great casting choice because her expressions and what she represents on screen is brilliant. Um, and I, I, I'm excited to see what, what how this turns out. So what were you expecting? Brilliant of Tarth? Yeah, basically, yeah. Right. Someone who looked like that. Um, but, you know, not to say that it's all about looks, but, um, uh, you know, I think it will be great to see how she does play this character because she's not the biggest person. But I think that's okay. good. It's great. And it represents, yeah. I guess, today's society that you don't always have to be the biggest person to be the most powerful person, which is, I think, is brilliant. Um, I've got to be honest. For me, it was completely non-physical. I actually was just really sort of reeling away from the... I was feeling almost not good, not positive. I almost had a sick feeling when I realised, oh, they're going to do Wonder Woman. Because I thought, really? I mean, it's a great, iconic character, but these days people have so much money in Hollywood to do stupid (coughs) things. And then as soon as those scenes in the trailer came up and the just the intensity of mm. how she was just absorbed into Absolutely. this role yep. came across even in such a short trailer I and thought, that's that's what did it for me wow this is this is this looks good yep and i think i think initially uh it's probably wrong of me to have um used uh, the physical appearance as a as a as a basis of of the judgment but uh you're just saying this because your wife's gonna listen to it right Oh, not at all. Because there's not. I mean, you know, I mean. Don't lie. I mean, yes. Yeah, what? She's hot. I mean. Why? Sw- why sweating? Huh? <laughs> 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 Sorry, wife. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, yeah. No, absolutely, I agree with you. Um, I think from okay, we'll use the Justice League animated series as yep. an example again. Uh, she wasn't. The, she wasn't, you know, uh, I'm going to use the word filled out uh, in that episode. She she was uh, thin, uh, but she was tall, you know? And that's kind of what we know about an Amazonian woman is that she is kind of tall and, and uh, very, uh, uh, like a giant, you know? Someone who, someone who looks tough. Um, okay, so I mean, we're, we're sort of straying away from marketing slightly, but it's important because how you portray the characters and how people's expectation is that that the characters are going to appear on screen is a good is a big part of marketing do you think ray in um and and i'm not just talking about star wars as i will almost every episode but (laughs) seriously do you think ray yep ray skywalker or whatever her name is um um (coughs) is changing the game it's funny you mentioned that did you see this is still on marketing did you see um how she was removed from a lot of marketing materials. So, like, no. the, they didn't include her in, like, um, 
action figure sets. Right. Uh, and there was a bunch of other things. I think there was like one of the uh, cinema cups. You know, you get cinema cups. Yeah. Those big plastic things. They didn't include any of um, Ray's shots, I guess, in any of these these marketing materials. And there was this big, uh, I want to we- use the word uh, uh, hoo-ha about not including her in this. Um, and there was a hashtag trending on Twitter. It was called, I think it was like, where is Ray? Because they didn't include any of her in any of these marketing materials because yeah. I think it obviously because she was a woman or whatever and they use lesser characters like Finns for example yeah. within these these marketing materials um, for whatever reason they did that I don't know which is it's a funny actually it's a, this, I think there's another conversation to have is um, how race and sexual orientation and uh, um, gender have a big impact on marketing materials and all the other things well, yeah, I mean, this is, I, wow, this is, a, that's, that's like material for another podcast, but I, I, it's a pet hate of mine. We have this it, machine that wants to, especially the Disney machine, just wants to declare to the world what, you know, in quotes, normal should be yep. and how people's reaction to their family should be, how people should be if they fit into certain stereotypes of, you know, straight or gay people or black people, white people, yep. Asian people, um, it's just I just want to see something that doesn't do that. <coughs> something that doesn't hasn't been filtered and vetted by some idiot producer that has a view of the world and wants to push that view of the world to the rest of us. Yep, absolutely. Do you think uh Hateful Eight is in this category that it does kind of change it? How do you mean? Which So it's Tarantino, so it's Yeah. Do you do you think it uh, uh, it kind of does go against the norm? I mean, I know it's uh, a Tarantino film, and and there's nothing you know as hard hitting and and I guess straight to the point as a Tarantino film. But do you think it kind of changes the rules a bit in terms of this race thing and sexual orientation and all this other kind of stuff? No. How in what way? I mean, I felt I've got really I've got opinions about Hateful Eight. I thought it was a good film, it was an enjoyable film, it's worth watching. But it really it was um, Reservoir Dogs in the Old West. Yeah, yep, that's exactly Which what is I saw. Kind of annoying. Yep. Um, I mean, in in the sense that, uh, I mean, I was going to say there's a strong female character, but there wasn't really a strong female character up until the very end. Until she, uh, what's her face, started. I forget her name. She started. Um, you know, raising her voice and started basically taking charge, but that was pretty pretty much superficial until she got shot in the head. Spoiler alert. Um, so I don't know. I'm. Just, I mean, I don't. I don't think there was, but I'm just curious as to as to. You can't do the alert after, after the, the spoiler. spoiler okay. Sorry. Even if you did the spoiler alert and then immediately said it, I mean, you have to give people what 15 seconds to hit the pause button or forward 30 seconds. I. I don't think you need to apologise. I'm, I'm I do the same thing. I mean, hateful eight isn't really. I don't think a lot of people saw it. So she gets shot in the head. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm just I'm just curious as to what you thought. I mean, I don't think there was much I, difference in that film because there was a lot of uh, racial flares. Obviously, uh, as I think it was reflective of the time the film was set. I think uh, this is interesting. This is if you look at uh, Twelve Years a Slave and Django hmm. and these other films that yeah. are coming out. Well, two of them by Tarantino, I think. It's an interesting exploration um, of displaying the world as we think it was at that time and with people speaking the way they spoke at that time. Um, so much respect for these actors who were able to pull this off. They they must, I don't know what they must go through um, to be able to get their head into that place. I know I've read some interviews about, um, what's his name? Leonardo hmm. from... Uh, what film was that? Uh, Django. Django, yeah. He was what he felt uncomfortable during yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is so good because it's almost a form of um, media-based catharsis for society to 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 go through and experience something that is uncomfortable, but it needs to be experienced um, because films in the past have brushed over uh, this this material. Um, where are we going here? <laughs> We're still within. I think we're still within topic. Okay, cool. That's that's always a bonus. Um, so yeah, okay, yeah, we are in with the topic because what we're talking about is how these things are perceived, and that is part of the marketing of all of these films. So yeah, trailers, story, posters, 
Um, and then uh, I guess what we're talking about is cultural references. Deadpool's cultural references are teenage cultural references. Absolutely. And and um, with the way media goes at the mo- uh, is going at the moment, it's their their references of of uh, I can't get the words out today. Um, Pop culture almost adolescent references of this is the way I want to speak and be presented in society, and yep. I don't care about what other people think and what their ideas of respect or um, you know candor are because I want to express myself this way. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of that in a lot of places in a lot of films these days. So yeah, De- Deadpool is the pinnacle of that at the moment. Yeah. Also, I guess I guess that also fits with the sixteen sixteenth wall. <laughs> yeah. Being torn down because yeah. it's um. It's a it's a almost symbolic of tearing down those um, boxes yeah. that the movies are throwing at us to say this this is a prepackaged thing. Yep. So that's yeah, interesting. I really want to watch it now. Yep. I think you should. Damn, you, you've sold me. You've done some good marketing. <sighs> Look at that. Well worth well, that degree was well worth it. Yep, it certainly was. <laughs> I guess I can actually finish it now. <laughs> Have you seen the Battlefront's PlayStation ad? The what, sorry? The bat- Star Wars Battlefront's PlayStation ad. No. The guy working in the office and the X-Wing rises up in the office behind him. Oh, no, I haven't seen this. Okay. Um, this is a cool fucking advert. It's one of the best adverts I saw. It came out before the films came out. Yep. And it was phenomenal marketing because it didn't directly advertise The Force Awakens. It was, it was an advert for Battlefronts on the PlayStation or whatever. Yeah? Okay. But it tapped into that that thing that makes Star Wars, especially for my generation, a thing which people don't, you know, the next generation, your generation, you're like what, fifteen years younger than me, so you you guys, fifteen, huh, like ten, ten years younger, what, twelve, twelve, twelve and a half, yeah, fuck's sake, right, <laughs> so. Um, don't get, which is that we grew up playing with the toys and there was no internet and there was no other access to any other kind of major science fiction. This was a big deal and it appeared on TV and you kind of fall in love with it as you grow up and then more films come out and then as you get older, this thing's in the back of your head and it's related to those happy, uh, uh, adventurous childhood experiences and you share it with your friends and family. And um, so this guy's working in an office and um, his mate who grew up with him and they played Star Wars stuff when they were kids, suddenly... um, floats up out in the it floats up behind him in an x-wing outside the building and summons him over so this guy you know gets out the window and they fly off in these x-wings to have an adventure um but it's done to to movie quality it's it's it was i watched it with a friend of mine at work who's also a star wars fiend and um we were just enthralled by this advert and for us it was a great warm-up yeah to the films yeah so tapping into that emotion yeah. and that what is it that that, that is going to make people want to watch this film mm. uh, made that, I think, a genius bit of marketing for the film, even though it wasn't directly for the film. Yeah. That was longer than 30 seconds. I apologize. No, it's okay. It was good. It was um, very, um, what's the word? Got out of my system. Yeah. What's Nostalgic. Nostalgia. It's very Star Wars. Yeah, very Star Wars. Um, I mean, I guess just a quick note on Spider-Man, I guess. When Spider-Man originally came out, <clears throat> they'd been running this campaign uh, across the US for... Uh, you know, for the first few months up until the release of the film, we're talking about viral marketing. Now. Viral marketing, sorry, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's a very different thing, I guess, to some extent. And it was almost like a, uh, it was a scavenger hunt for um, the, the the release of the film. Yeah. And what they did, they uh, um, had had spray painted Spider Man uh, logos across across the US, um, and the locations included uh, New York, Atlanta, Denver, Glendale. Um, Phoenix and Seattle. What's have you got link? Have you got links to this? I've got links to this. Yeah. I'm is, there, is, there fo- is there photos? They are yes. Actually, I'm going to put the actual spray paint. Okay. Well, they've got the logo there. I can see the logo on that hang one. On, have you got any photos of the actual thing on a building? Yeah. There's a hold on. Mark of the Spider-Man. I think the company. Yeah. What, click on that link. Here we go. Yeah. Cool. Um, Come um, on, internet. Give me data. I need data, man. Give me data. Data. I want to consume data. I want to consume data. Mm, consume the data, do you? Well, I was, sorry, I was, it does sound like Yoda. I was actually going for Bane. <laughs> but uh, it went wrong. 
Um, um, I'll put a link to this campaign, this marketing campaign that they did um, in the resources section on the the website, but um, of the post anyway. But uh, it was just an interesting way of kind of marketing a film, and it's uh, I think Dark Knight did a very similar thing. Um, I think it was Dark Knight for Dark Knight or Dark Knight Rises, one of those. Yeah. Um, but it was just just when you get a chance to check it out. But it's uh, an in- interesting way to market a film, especially of this magnitude, because a Spider-Man film hadn't been released prior to Amazing Spider-Man since 2002, was it? 2003? Spider-Man three was. I don't remember. Because Spider-Man, this Amazing Spider-Man came out 2012, wasn't it? Um, an amazing uh, a Spider-Man three, the shitstorm that it was came out in 2003. I think it was. So, yeah, well, viral marketing, and this is where I don't know. Have you seen Jurassic World? I have seen Jurassic World. Yes. Did you like it? I thought it was an adequate film. I loved it, um, but for me, dinosaurs were a big thing. It's all about the dinosaurs. We've had this conversation before. Sure. Um, okay, right. So for me, Jurassic World was a thing. I wanted to watch it. I thought I'd probably watch it on on. Um, um, Videotape or whatever they sell these days. VHS, yeah. yeah. Laser disc. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I didn't. I ended up trying to watch it in the cinema and I actually didn't get around to it. And then I watched it as soon as I could on um, um, another place where you can watch films. Um, <laughs> don't laugh. That's how the world is these days. Don't laugh. Don't laugh, man. You're laughing at me. And um, the thing that drove me to see it was uh, the weird, and it was not actually a viral marketing campaign, but it worked to market the film amazingly well, especially amongst Asians, because one of the dinosaurs in the movie is the Pachysaurus. Now, this, this is a real dinosaur. I, you know, I, I, I love dinosaurs, heavily into dinosaurs, still follow the discoveries and things that are coming out because it's a, you know, they were, they've been on this planet for millions and millions of years. Mm. And um, compared to them, we've been around for like a hair's breadth. Um, is that a phrase? I don't know. I, it is now. Um, a hair's breath. I don't know. I just made it up. It just felt right. It just felt like that's the good thing to say. Uh, so, <laughs> I hate this. I hate not writing and checking what I'm saying. And, um, uh, yeah, the Pachysaurus. Uh, it was uh, found in Pakistan. And it's a saurus. So they called it the Pachysaurus. Um, and... and m- it's it's a it's, it was a thing that seems to be related to to where uh, possibly hippos came from or something. I can't remember exactly what what the thing was. Yeah, I think it was hippos, uh, and it it was uh, like an in between stage of some of these dinosaurs that started living uh, sort of reverse evolving back into water yeah. and stuff, and they feature in the film referred to as I think they refer to as packies at some point. Um, and there's this, there's a, there's a guy. What's his name? Let's get his name because I love this guy. I love his rant. Where is he? Let's do. Oh, that guy. If you just search for Pachysaurus rant, there he is. There he is. He deserves some respect. He, he was. This is such a Guz, His name's Guz Khan. Guz Khan official <laughs> on YouTube. This is such a brilliant rant. Um. Link, yeah, I'll send you a link. Right, so <laughs> he's had like eight hundred and forty-nine thousand hits. <laughs> For me, this rant it made me laugh so much, and it also made me want to see the film even more. Um, you just have to watch it, basically, because it, it's you know I don't know what how these things work in America, so let's cut to the chase. Over here in the UK, the abbreviation. P-A-K-I, um, while you could use it as abbreviation to refer to the Pachysaurus, is, has more commonly been used for 30, 40 years to refer to the British Asians in a not very pleasant way. Over here, it's, it's pretty much on par with the N-word if you're referring to black people. It's not a thing you want to hear people say. So to suddenly hear in a film in this way, <clears throat> it was uh, it was out of the blue. It was really as good as when George Bush said it when he said he needed to sort out the problems between the Packers and the Indians, which is a fantastic scene. Um, yeah, great rant, g- great point. The film doesn't relate to UK society because this thing just takes you out of the film and you think, what the hell did they just say? What the fuck? Um, um, 
but it's uh, worth watching. Kind of uh, going back to marketing, I think it was a great piece of marketing that went viral. And it wasn't; it was completely serendipitous and benefited the film because you want to kind of watch it and hear this and think, "What the fuck is this real? Did they actually do this?" And not take into consideration how things are things come across. But yeah, they did. They they, they fucking did. So, um, still a great film. Besides that strange um, bit of ignorance, societal ignorance. <coughs> what do you think? I agree. Um, their yeah. past has been different. So yeah, it was, it's interesting because it, it's still. I mean, think about it: eight hundred and forty-nine thousand hits. If your film, if you're, you've made a film and someone's ranted about something you said in your film, and you've got eight hundred and fifty thousand hits on YouTube, that is marketing for your film. It's negative, but hey, you know, in marketing. There's no such thing as bad press. Any press is good press. Yep. Absolutely. Just wanted to point that out. So, uh, what have you been reading this week? What have I been doing this week? Reading. Reading. Um, books? <laughs> what books have you been reading? Why are you asking me this? <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah, I've been reading. Um, what am I going through at the moment? I went back to so uh, I went back through. I've got this thing about science fiction. I want science fiction to be good. I think science fiction writing is not. I hate the fact that science fiction and fantasy are grouped together. They are two completely different things. Um, they are. They have been evolving over the years. Whereas there used to be a lot of sort of you know magical things that are happening in science fiction and fantasy books. Now we have science fiction books which are they give a massive head nod to actual science so they in in a way they become futurist books people that are thinking about how science will impact um how we live in the future and then the science fiction part of it becomes the milieu in which actual real valuable stories take place so i uh, about three or four years ago i, I took took i created a list of some of the greatest science fiction books ever written i've been working my way through that list yeah you made this list i did yes yeah I just compiled it from lots of different sources. I mean, there's loads of other people who have made lists like this. Yeah. Uh, at the moment, um, I've, I'm reading Foundation and Empire, Isaac Asimov. It's an old old book. Um, who was Asimov again? His name is very familiar. I should yeah. know this. Uh, you is probably he a physicist? Know him from, um, Scientist. Thing. He was a guy who wrote AI before it was turned into a... He wanted to turn it into a thing. Let's double check that. So we can edit it out if I'm completely wrong. Uh, yeah, it's the guy that came out with the, you know the three laws of robotics and had lots and lots of things to say about technology and science and how these things um, would mold society in the future. So he wrote a book called Foundation. Foundation is a great book. Yeah. Um, read that a few a couple of years ago, and felt like I should read some of the other in the set. And Foundation and Empire. Not I've literally just finished it last night. Actually, not a great book, but worth reading if you're if you like Foundation. Yeah. What are you reading? Um, I've been reading a lot of um, Medium. Medium is a, a an online. Uh, it's another blog platform. And have you heard of Medium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I we, see there's it, a lot of tech articles on Medium. Yeah, I see Medium as um, I, I described it as a, a professional uh, a professional blog platform. Um, it's a stripped down professional blog platform, um, and uh, I think it's a it's brilliant for um for professionals and, and tech and all the other stuff. So you're just generally reading Medium? Yeah, yeah, I've been reading a lot of Medium. Uh, and okay. Specifically, I've been reading, um, there's a writer called um, uh, Jeff Goins, and he wrote um, a book called um, You're a Writer, You're a Writer, So Start Acting Like One or something like that. Um it was a good book. It's a good book, and he's, uh, he's he writes a lot of good um, uh, writing-related posts on on Medium, um, and a lot of um, other people like Gary Gary Vaynerchuk. You know Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah uh, like again, he's a great um, entrepreneur, but he's a tech entrepreneur. Yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of crossover between my world and yeah. the writing world. Yeah. Um, so he writes a lot, he writes a lot of articles on Medium as well. Yeah. Um, I myself am on Medium as well. Cool. Um, so I, I write a lot of I say I write a lot of stuff, but I've I've, I've been writing stuff on there as well. Um, and also Jeff Goins' blog as well. He writes a lot of writer writing related blog posts. You know how to construct your novel and and, and do all the other writing things. Um, other than that, I've been reading much other stuff. I mean, I, I want to. I keep meaning to I go back to my Kindle, but I keep reading more stuff online. Um, but Wait, what? 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 You um, 
What you're watching at the moment? We're watching. Um, we've been watching a lot of um, uh, Arrow. Oh yeah, I'm catching up with Arrow, um, and uh, I haven't uh, I haven't caught up with the uh, the episode where it crosses over the Flash yet. But the way I'm going to watch it is um, uh, when it gets to that episode with the Flash in it, I'm going to start watching Flash. So it's kind of chrono- chronologically yeah. correct, if you will. Um, but that's that's it. Really, I haven't been watching a whole lot of stuff. No, it's cool. I know everyone's busy. Um, I'm on. Um, I mean, I finished watching Mr. Robot a while back. Have you seen that yet? Yes, finished it. You finished Mr. Robot, and I loved it. Brilliant. Both me and the wife loved it. We thought it was amazing. So you're a non-tech person. What did you love about it? Um, the tech stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, that's interesting. Um. Just, I think uh, the wife said it best. She said, "It's just, it's like watching a whole different world. It's, it's, it's something completely uh, out of the ordinary. You just don't, you don't see this kind of stuff every day." But it's funny, even though it was a, it's a, it's a fictionalized show. It's, yeah. it's, it's almost, uh, almost as if this does happen on a daily basis somewhere, somewhere, somewhere in the world. It, it, it does happen. Yeah, pretty much. Um, probably not to the extent where that does. Uh, where Mr. Robot is, but um, I would say everyone needs to see this. This is different. Uh, I think more than anything else, it from a person who is a developer and manages developers and works in technology, I would say, yeah, watch it. It's something. It's it's a new thing. A new thing being um, a series that respects a series or a film, or whatever. It's a series that respects technology and doesn't show you magic. Yeah, if you want to see the 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 peak of Hollywood disrespect for technology. Look up double hacking on um, YouTube. It's a it's a it's a daily joke. It's just I'm not even going to explain how ridiculous this thing is. We'll put it in the links. Um, what have you been doing this week? What have you been playing? I'm also watching Black Sails. By the way, Black, Black Sails, Sails season two. I've got a thing about pirates. Oh, pirates. Okay. Yeah, so that's another story for another day. What What have you been doing this week? Doing nothing much. Uh, playing. I mean, I've got Assassin's Creed. I haven't finished yet. Syndicate. Um, and apart from that, I'm trying to get some technology set up for some stuff we want to do for Movieville. Um, you playing anything? Yeah, I've been playing uh, Watch Dogs and Sleeping Dogs. Um, a lot of dog games. A lot of dog games, yeah. yeah. Uh, Watch Dogs, I didn't... I don't know. I'm still kind of trying to get into it. It's uh, getting quite repetitive. Uh, but Sleeping Dogs I'd played before on the, on the 360 and uh, yeah. I, I dug it and I wanted to play it again because they released the definitive edition on the Xbox One with all the um, additional expansions and downloadable content things. Right. Um, so uh, I dug that and wanted to play that again. Um, but uh, I'll tell you what, I have been listening to a lot of podcasts. Okay. Um, have you heard of the Tim Ferriss show? Did I ask you this already? I'm 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 gonna try and stay silent. I have very strong opinions about Tim Ferriss, and, oh. they, and they are not positive. Oh, okay, no, I'm intrigued. Go on, please. Go on. Really? Yeah, go on. This is really. This is like. Uh, can we just do a an anti Tim Ferriss <laughs> podcast? Because that would be oh, what? easier. <laughs> Interesting. I mean, really, really intrigued. Go on. Why? Why do you? Why are you a, a, an anti Tim Ferriss guy? Uh, this is, I, there's no time. There's no time on this podcast to go into that. I promise I will. Okay, we'll fine. We'll that. discuss this later. But yeah, uh, yeah. But listen to a lot of Tim Ferriss, uh, Tim Ferriss show podcasts. Um, I appreciate. I, 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 um, Why would you do that? I particularly <laughs> enjoyed the. Uh, he did a, he did an episode with Casey Neistat and and B J Novak from The Office. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed those two episodes. B J Novak spoke a lot about his creative process, about writing and and that kind of thing. I really enjoyed enjoyed those things. And then are we talking about Tim Ferriss, the four hour work week guy? Yeah. Yeah. No. That's, yeah. All right. Well. And also Casey Neistat, uh, he's a, um, a, a he's a director and he's an indie director. He's a popular guy on YouTube now. Um, and he's made a, a whole bunch of videos. I highly recommend you check him out as well. Cool. Um, Let me caveat what I said. Yep. Tim Ferriss may be a nice guy. I really don't like the things he says. Okay. There you go. Okay, fair enough. I'm safe now. I, I, I have no issue with you yet, Tim Ferriss. Just if you're one of the 30 people listening to us. That'd be weird. What have you been listening to? I listen to a lot of tech podcasts, a lot of tech podcasts. I'm just completely absorbed in tech podcasts at the moment because, you know, web technology is changing so fast and I'm trying to achieve certain things um, for certain projects, which I need to do on my own. So I need to get in there and make sure I listen to other people that are using those technologies. Um, but when I'm not doing that, I'm listening to Radio 4 com- uh, Friday Night Comedy Podcast, which I've been listening to for a long time. 
Um, and I just love it because sometimes it's important to chill out. And yeah. Watch. So I've been listening to, um, you know, Overdrive, one of my favorite apps. Uh, if you're in the UK, this is definitely worth checking out. So we have a thing in this country where we have, um, you know, like medical care and it's mostly free, uh, which is probably a revelation to people in countries where they just don't want think that civilization should have free medical care, but let's not go into that right now. Yes. We also have free libraries. What's that like? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. I love libraries. Books. Free books. Uh, of course, audiobooks. And libraries are changing, and Overdrive is the uh, result of that. So download the Overdrive app. What you do then is you go to your local library and become a member of your local library. Um, it's free. You'll have a library card number and register online with your PIN number. And then you go onto the Overdrive app, and you put in and you, and you go to your local library you put in your pin number and your account number and overdrive will let you borrow books from the library on your phone in the app and audiobooks and they're free the selection isn't great because you know they have to i don't know what they have to do to get books on there but there's tons of books um you can get through and it's it's free so you know i mean audible is great but it costs a lot um if you want to see if you would use audible by first checking out a free version of it, then check out Overdrive if you're in the UK. I think everyone should use it. And support. Support. Support libraries. Um, on there, I've listened, listened to uh, Fahrenheit 451, Slaughterhouse 5, uh, which I'm not going to say anything about Slaughterhouse 5. It's one of the... Uh, it's a landmark book. It's one of those books everyone should read. Um, it's... It's... I feel... I would disrespect the book if I say anything at all about it i'm not worthy um Fahrenheit 451 is a book i wanted to read for a while uh, i also went through um through the looking glass lewis carroll's through the looking glass now alice's adventures in wonderland was a great book and i wanted to actually read it for myself it's a bit, a bit crazy but through the looking glass is fucking mental i have no idea what that book is going on about it was just all over the place it was just i just confused for you know there's a film coming out right yeah the, well, this is why i went through the book and uh, i'm looking forward to the film because it might help me make sense of what the hell that was about it was like some exploring someone's um completely incoherent dream of weirdness it was just weird um yeah so that's what i'm going to say there's a it's a not exactly a glowing review, I'm afraid. Um, and uh, A Perfect Spy by John le Carre. Um, I, I go through a lot of books. Now I'm on The Carpet People by Cher Terry Pratchett, which looks quite funny. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, oh, shit. There we go. So, is that us done? Yeah. That's it. Cool. Um... Oh right, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's done. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're still on. <laughs> we're still here. Uh, okay, so um, that's it for this week, then, right? Yeah, that was. Yeah. Okay. So if you like this, check us out on iTunes. Hit subscribe and add us to your collection. We're also on SoundCloud and Stitcher if that's your thing. We're both on Twitter as well, so you can find me on at MovievilleKaze. That's M O V I E V I W L E K A Z E D. Yeah. And uh, I'm just basically on Twitter at Kushal Joshi, K U S H A L J O S H. Why are we spelling this out? It's in well, the fucking link. Yours is probably a bit more easy than mine. Really? Um, just, just well. Okay, fine. That'll be it from us this week. See you in two. <laughs> <laughs> Let's spell out all the other words. Twitter is T W I T T E R. And uh, we're generally on the web. That's W E B. W W W.